host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Ms. Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, rootworker, and witch. You can find her at MsAida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. And this episode is also being sponsored by Ginger Glasser. You can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. And she's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and psychic. And also this episode is being sponsored by Alan Questel from uncommonsensing.com. And you can find his book, Intentional Acts of Kindness, on Amazon. And that's for Alan Questel. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Ismel Perez, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to him. I was just looking at some of his work, and I mean, it's definitely comparable to some of the work of Graham Hancock and Von Donegan and um, all the legends. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me here. So so what got you started in down this rabbit hole? You know, I mean... Did it start with just the curiosity of ancient alien theory stuff, or like where did it begin for you? Well, for me, it began as a child. As a child, I've always felt different. I felt like I didn't belong in this realm or world. So I knew that there was something different about me in relationship to everybody else around me. So, you know, I, I was always like a, a very intuitive kid. I've always felt things on an energetic level. Um very in tune with everything, you know, um, to the point where I was able to communicate with like animals telepathically, read other thoughts. And so I was always, I guess, different in that manner. But uh, due to a strong religious upbringing, I was forced to suppress my, you know, my gifts. And it, they didn't come out again until maybe about 20, uh, about 15 years later or something at the age of 21. <laughs> but uh, even in high school, when I was 15, I was reading heavy books like Plato's Republic. I was reading uh, philosophy, Socrates, Pythagoras, uh, learning about the different 18th uh, century enlightenment uh, philosophers, uh, political theory, volume one and two. I mean, I was just diving deep into everything, you know, it, <laughs> And I stumbled upon this book called Secret Societies at the age of 16. And I do remember my, the first time I read that book, I said, this is where it's at, guys. You know, this is, uh, this, this is where the rabbit hole begins, I said to myself. And that's when I knew that, you know, that there was an elite, that there was some sort of uh, cabal, you know, that had been influencing things from behind the scenes. And then... Um, I also came to discover that this cabal was just operating as a, you could say, um, lackey in the third dimension, right? As a puppet, rather, in the third dimension to off-world negative entities that were, you know, in, in a way, indirectly in control of our planet through these human representatives. And then that's when I started um, obsessing with the entire exopolitical uh, arena, you know, I started researching, I started meditating. Um, and that's when I was able to connect with with my galactic star cluster. There's many names to describe it. Mm -hmm. So I've always been I've always been aware that even as a kid, I've always been kind of monitored by you could say my, my star family. And that's when I knew that, you know, I was one of millions of volunteers uh, that had come to this earth for a very specific purpose. Hmm. And uh, with the downloads that I was giving when I would go into um, what I would call missions with my higher galactic self, you know, I was actually teaching with my galactic self, you know, every person. Right now. 
entire match ever. When we come, and so to come. And so that's that's how it started for me. But you know, in general, I think for most people, the the first you could say level of awakening is watching episodes of Ancient Aliens and saying, "Oh my God, this makes." You know, this probably makes better sense than what they teach us in religion. <laughs> so, you know, that's, I guess that's the, the first trigger for most people to like want to like break out of the norm or conventional belief systems and learning about, you know, alternative views and stuff. Hmm. So, so when you have um, contact like with the Galactic Federation and, and, and these other beings from other dimensions. Um, one, like, how do we know who to trust? You know, and how do we know that they're even coming from the dimension that they say they're coming from, or they are who they say they are? All right. Well, believe it or not, um, when when we're receiving some sort of transmissions from galactic beings, we're receiving transmissions from our future self. Mm-hmm. So one way to discern the difference is um, it is a warming feeling. It is a feeling of uh, being assured, having peace of mind. It's also a feeling that you feel in your heart when you're receiving telepathic downloads from your galactic self, as opposed to somebody else, another interdimensional entity posing to be a benevolent being. You know, you kind of feel a sense of, uh, uh, I want to say, like, uh, how can I say it? You feel it in the pit of your stomach, you know? Like, when you feel like, you know, like, it's the same feeling. When when you feel when something bad's about to happen, you just feel like something is not right. Something is off, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to go with the feeling to to discern the difference uh, between, you know, your galactic self or an imposter trying to impersonate as your galactic self. So... That's that's how I do it, you know. I I, I go with my intuition, mm. but you know I've been doing this for for so long. It's it's normal <laughs> for me to, you know, yeah. go to sleep at night and then allow my body to my spirit rather to go back into my galactic avatar. So I was watching one a, a video of you earlier, and you were talking about basically a, a great galactic battle. And, you know, it starts to get on a certain dimension and how it trickles down into all the other dimensions to where it gets to us. Can you, can you explain to me, you know, how you came up with that model and, like, what that model is? Because I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, it's all make, it, it made sense to me. Okay, so so the the battle between good and evil that is... is um being expressed here in our world it's just the final round of a of a long ancient world mm-hmm. um, long long ancient battle war that took place in higher dimensions and so the original rebellion um tying it back to when the elo a part of the elohim rebelled against the cosmic law known as the law of one the, the law of unity consciousness the law of the prime creator source which teaches um living in harmony with all living things um, when they defiled that, when they defected against that, um, that was around, that was all the way up in, at the level of the 11.5 dimension or 11 dimension. I would say, yeah, 11 dimension. So that's when the first war took place. And that was a, a war that later um, precipitated into different wars that were actually carried out in lower dimensions. So in a way, all the dimensions are interconnected. So what happens in higher dimensions Normally, it, it, it ripples out into, uh, into the lower dimensions. Uh, in fact, what's happening here in, our, in the lower dimensions is just a, a reflection of what happened already in higher dimensions. So that's why light is always on the winning side. And so there was an, uh, the, the first uh, battle was pretty much for the control of the 15-dimensional time matrix, which is our cosmic universal structure that we all exist in. We're part of. Uh, 15 dimensions divided by five harmonic universes. And so 
I, I know a lot of this stuff is probably information people never heard about, but you know, just like how we have a third dimensional universe, there's a fourth dimensional universe, fifth, six, seven, all the way to the 12, actually all the way to the 15th. But once you hit the 12, it becomes uh, eternity. Once you hit uh, the, the third, the 12th dimension, you're accessing the realms of eternity. So we can mm-hmm. say that there was a war that took place right underneath the realms of eternity. And that is a war that was fought by the original fallen uh, Elohim. And um, later, that war precipitated into different uh, versions or, or different faces. Uh, the second face of that war was to control the human experiment, uh, which actually goes back to 560 million years ago in Lyra, which um, intimately corresponds to um, the fifth dimensional Earth known, known as Terra, which is also what this uh, Earth was before it fell into lower densities. Because even this Earth... It, Existed in a higher density, in other words, another dimen- in a higher dimension before it was dropped in densities. So, what we're, so what's been happening is that you know we've been descending from higher dimensions. You know, we started off from eternity, and we've been descending. And due to this conflict, to this experiment in duality, right? Those that went against the one, those that stayed loyal to the one. Um, it allowed f- for consciousness uh, to drop into lower and lower frequencies. So right now we happen to be in the last phase, the last. In the lowest of densities, you can say, where, where light energy vibration is, is congealed dense matter. And that's what we are in the third dimension. It's all light anyways. You know, even matter is light vibrating at a very low frequency. And so what started off as a as a, as, as the first war, uh, later precipitated into the second phase of the war, which was about controlling the human experiment in our um, time matrix. And then later that precipitated into the galactic wars. Um, that involved many interstellar cultures, you know, that were engaging in this war. And the the bad guys in the interstellar wars were always the reptilians. The reptilians also represent the sons of Lucifer, you know. And um, the benevolents were the original galactic humans. So we could say that humans are not unique to this world, you know. We come from other universes. There's humans in other universes. So... We're not new. You know, the only difference is that the humans here on this earth uh, carry the greatest diversity of all these other humans' uh, DNAs put in one spot. That's the only difference. But other than that, um, you know, this this war was about control of the galaxy, control of the universe by the reptilian Draco forces. So similar to, to Star Wars, you know, you had the expanding Draco Empire, right, that wanted to take over the Milky Way and other galaxies. And then... You had the Lyrans, the, the original humans that was are who our ancestors are, in essence, who were opposing the Galactic Empire, you know. And later with the Syrians and the Pleiadians, they formed a coalition. And that's what led to the um, different alliances that took place between the different free star systems that later kind of came together to create some sort of a federation. And that's how the federation was born in our galaxy. But er- every universe... That has human-like beings, human extraterrestrials, you could say, have federations. Because all it is is just an alliance of, of star systems that want to live in peace, that want to live in harmony with other worlds. And so, yeah, that's why, you know, it's it's a war that's been going on for, in, in essence, for billions of years. <laughs> but in Earth time, of course. But it, it's, it's a war that's now coming to an end um, here in our world, of course. What does that mean, coming to an end? Meaning that there's there's one final ba- one final round that's taking place, and that final round has a lot to do with what you know with with the rise of artificial intelligence, uh, which by the way is the beast, the antichrist. You know, at the highest level of of reality, um, the entire cosmos, every universe, is fighting AI. You know, even the reptilians answer to the AI. Yeah, exactly. So that's who the ultimate villain is. And so the final battle is, is, is with AI, is artificial intelligence. And that, you know, the, the outcome of that battle will determine the next phase of the co- cosmic matrix, you could say. But um, from what I understand is that we already won that war in the future because the future, just like the past, is existing simultaneously with the present. So it, it appears that when we activate our dormant DNA, we become super powerful. And then we put an end to the AI crisis, not just on this earth, but everywhere in the cosmos. Hmm. So that's what that means. It's, it's one final battle against the beast. Well, who is the beast? It's the energies of the Antichrist, 
The Antichrist is the machine. So it's like an AI apocalypse. Well, uh, many worlds and many uh, galaxies and many universes have been destroyed uh, in, in the last, you know, billions, few billion years um, by this, you know, alien AI, you could say, yes. Alien machinery collective. It's a collective, you know. It's a collective because we're dealing with different types of AIs. Does the AI become self-aware and then start infecting like a virus? Well, that's what it is. It's a, it's a cosmic virus because um, it ultimately feeds off of the universal life force of living systems in order to power up their own existence or keep themselves alive. And in so doing, they have to keep biological species in a state of suffering, which is what we call louche. You know, you keep people in a very low frequency when they're exerting these feelings of fear and punishment and agony and torture, then that's how that's how they get their battery supply. <laughs> so the reason why humans throughout the multiverse suffer, or all biological beings, you could say, is because of this predatory AI, who has been pretty much the source of all evil. And, and coincidentally, uh, when you study Rudolf Steiner's theosophy, um, there is a very intricate correlation between the Archon energies um, and artificial intelligence. So we could say that once the machine is built, it is the Archon consciousness that animates artificial intelligence. So they're, mm -hmm. they're in a sense, one. And, and that is the same collective energy that many people in the mystical community or in the, myst in the esoteric tradition call the energies of the Antichrist, which is anti-life. Hmm. The machine destroys life, right? It's anti-life. <laughs> Did we ever, did we as humans, though, ever exist prior to the war? Absolutely. Well, we existed in our original form, which is uh, celestial uh, light bodies. We were uh, eternal spirit beings. So in that form, yes, we existed. Um, the the experiment, experiment in duality, what we call the fall, of, mm -hmm. from unity consciousness into separative consciousness is what caused all beings to fall in consciousness and density, to fall in density, I'm sorry, into lower octaves and lower densities where things became more materialized. But the overall plan of our, of, of our creator, because, you know, there is a universal architect um, that is weaving everything with precise precision, everything in the cosmos, um, is is calling for an infusion of light in the material realm so that matter could become spiritualized. And that's what we're doing down here. We are part of that experiment where we uh, experience the lowest density in order to uh, electrify and spiritualize our physical vessel. And that's part of the ascension, by the way. It is the integration of what we call our five energetic vehicles and our physical body as well. Which will ultimately allow us to reach immortality. <laughs> so there, there is a organic version of immortality. It's called junk DNA, right? It's not so much junk. It's actually, mm -hmm. uh, that's where um, our ability to become immortal, to become indestructible exists, is within our dormant DNA. And sadly to say, you know, the people that are pushing this transhumanist agenda, like that Dr. Harari, that bald guy from the Middle East, mm -hmm. and Dr. Uh, Dave, uh, whatever his name is, the guy who developed uh, Hanson Robotics, who created Sophia, the Android, they're, they're all, uh, and, and then, of course, the people in Simi Valley, you know, they're, they're all pushing for this, you know, synthetic uh, human. They're, they're all pushing for this um, type of super, what, what their version of human 3.0, which is a cyborg, right? They call it Homo Borg, Borgis. <laughs> so that's, that's the underlying agenda uh, that is being played out. Uh, it's not just about being enslaved in a one world government by an elite. No, it's about giving all power and control to artificial intelligence. And to the point where we lose our individuality and we become controlled by the, by some sort of a Skynet, you know, Borg mind, hive mind. But you know, that's, that's their agenda. <laughs> it's like a lot like, um, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Philip Dick, Philip K. Dick, kind of. What he was, well, he says, actually admitted that, that he had downloaded some of that information. Similar to that. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. 
Is is that so? Is that how it happened with you? Did you have downloads, or what was that like? Um, yes, you know, I get major downloads all my life. I've been getting data dumps, um, but I also do a lot of research in order to see if I could make any confirmation of my downloads. And uh, half the time, or more than half the time, you know, they match up. There's mm-hmm. always some something on record that confirms um, the information that I'm receiving. So what do we do about the AI threat? How do we combat that? The best thing to combat it is to pretty much don't feed into it. You know, mm-hmm. don't involve yourself in the metaverse. Don't create digital versions of yourself. Don't even use chat GPT. Don't depend on it because it becomes an addiction. You know, we have people nowadays that are addicted uh, to video games, augmented reality, virtual reality. And it's like, you know, that's what they want. They want people to become addicted to these things. You know, they're, they're addicted to their phone, to their laptop, social media, because at the end of the day, what they're going to do is they're going to take away our gadgets. And then that's when they're going to introduce like Neuralink and a chip in order to continue interfacing with our social media and computer and technology. And then that, that kind of correlates with what the globalists want to um, implement known as the Internet of Things, where the Internet's going to be everywhere. Right. Smart. They want to create like a smart global network, smart cities everywhere. Where the the AI is literally in your walls, in your refrigerator, in your car, and and that's ultimate control by artificial intelligence. People don't realize that the real enemy uh, behind Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum and all these you know transhumanists at Simi Valley are all controlled by this ancient alien AI who is influencing things from behind the scenes, and that's how this AI takes over worlds. They don't overtly come with spaceships and say, we're going to take you guys over and have a, you know, and duke it out with our militaries. No, they don't. They do a gradual infiltration, a slow invasion. And you know how they do it, my friend? Through people's bodies. Every world, every civilization out there in our universe that has been taken over by artificial intelligence underwent some sort of mRNA uh, restructuring of the body from organic into synthetic, which is same program that they're implementing now except it's a process that takes about 10 years so you know that's why they call it agenda 2030 right it used to be called agenda 2045 right the technological singularity well it's it's all part of the same old agenda that has been taken over worlds for billions of years and and the difference between our world and those worlds is that our world is also um undergoing a stellar activation cycle you know, every 26,000 years, our Earth goes through some sort of where there's an interdimensional alliance or inter, sorry, interdimensional um, interdimensional uh, convergence mm-hmm. uh, as our solar system aligns with the galactic core, where it allows for species on the planet to either ascend right into higher realities, higher versions of the Earth, because even the Earth exists in higher realities all the way to the 15th dimension. Um, and then it allows if, if and, and if species are not ready to evolve, if they're not ready to take that quantum leap, it allow those species normally devolve. So there's also this thing called de-evolution, where where species that are evolving, that are ascending, could also devolve by not you know mastering that level of reality. So every twenty six thousand years, you know, there is this window of opportunity where the people that are on the earth who are spiritual, who are actually doing the work are going to be able to ascend into a higher reality. And that's the difference, you know, between those other worlds and and, and what's going on here in our world is that Mm. we're also uh, getting ready to um, undergo what is known as planetary ascension. So what is the work? Which is going to totally nuke out the the AI infrastructure. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But what is the work? You know, like what, how do people ascend and not de-evolve? What do we have to do? Just meditate, pray? No, it's not just meditation. It's a wound clearing. You know, it's going deep mm-hmm. within yourself and learning how to first forgive yourself and then forgiving everyone that has ever wronged you in this life, um, regardless of what they did to you. You have to learn how to just let stop giving people your power by mm-hmm. holding a grunge for something that happened 15, 20, 30 years ago. This is a time to really just be, learn how to just clear all the dense energy, which is negative emotion, you know, which is... Um, resentment, anger, you know, which leads to depression, which leads to all of that stuff. It's learning how to let go of everything and learning how to just 
you know, deal with the emotion and then transmuting the emotion, right? Because when you transmute the emotion, that helps your body absorb more light. So that's how we ascend through alchemizing all dense energy that has been holding us back. And so a lot of people have been doing that. A lot of people are actually becoming much lighter. They're becoming receptacles of the new, you know, five dimensional frequencies that are bombarding our world at this time. Um, so that's how you, that's how you do it, you know? Hmm. So it's like, um, path working kind of. It reminds you of like Kabbalistic path working. Say that again? It reminds me of like Kabbalistic path working. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happens if we don't do it? Like, like, like you said, light always wins, right? Like, so does that mean we can just hang out and do nothing or we have to? Well, if, if you want to go into fifth dimension or above, because see, we're, right now the Earth is going mm -hmm. back into the Terra version of itself, which is a Earth that exists in uh, dimensions four, five, and six. So that's the next harmonic universe. Right now we're in harmonic universe one, where the Earth is in dimensions one, two, and three. So if you want to shift into harmonic universe two, um, if you want to go into the fifth dimensional reality where the magic is happening, right, where you don't need to depend on technology, you are the technology. In other words, through the software, the dormant DNA that comes back online, you're capable of doing things even beyond artificial intelligence. Um, so if you want to at least graduate into the fourth dimensional earth where it's going to be way better than this earth, it's going to be a, you know, stellar civilization with advanced space age technology. Uh, we're going to have med beds, replicators, uh, we're going to have uh, magnetic, uh, anti-gravity aircraft type of uh, devices. We're going to have free energy. I mean, it's, it's going to be a much better world where we get to, uh, use technology that is actually beneficial for the planet, you know, water from that comes from water. Like we're going to be able to tap energy from water. We're going to be able to, you know, create, um, um, we could say instead of having trains, we're going to have a type of, uh, transportation systems that are using the, the planet's gravitational forces, magnetic field and, and gravitational and magnetic forces. And, and we're going to learn how to do all that. So, you know, if you want to go to at least the fourth dimensional Earth, you just have to, you don't have to, have to necessarily do the work, but you just have to be a good person all around. Because if you're not a good person, if you're out there literally intending, you know, mal, mal t towards others and doing bad things, and you're not going to graduate. This is graduation time. And this is where all the religions talk about, like, how there's going to be a split, you know. The righteous are going to go one way, the wicked are going to go the other. So in that regard, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> it never really made sense to me why people want to be bad people to begin with. <laughs> Nobody benefits from it, not even them, really, from the karma. Exactly. Well, that's what we call devolving, you know? They get to go back into the animal kingdom. <laughs> if they don't learn how to be human, right? They can't graduate to the next level, which is the angelic kingdom. And that's where we're heading in Harmonic Universe 2 as we undergo ascension into dimensions 4, 5, and 6. That's the beginning stage of the angelic kingdom. You know, the angelic kingdom keeps going up all the way to the 12th dimension where we become like literally one with everything in the universe. Our consciousness re-emerges back to the universal awareness of everything in the cosmos. Hmm. And that's where we're heading, my friend. It's beyond the fifth dimension, you know. Well, that, oh yeah, you know, we're going to ascend into the fifth dimensional earth and, and that is the end. No, 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 no. It keeps going. We, there's other levels beyond the fifth. <laughs> You know, that's just the beginning stages of our spiritual liberation, of our of our rest, conscious restoration to how it was before the fall of consciousness into these, you know, animal avatars, <laughs> similar to animals, of course, but not necessarily so. so, so Barbaric so, animal. So this is that's the, so this is as hard as it gets. Yeah, there's, there's nowhere there's nowhere else to go but up. There's nowhere else to go but up. Exactly. Well, that's kind of anymore. relieving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could devolve back into the animal kingdom if you don't do your lessons. Well, I don't know. I think I'd still rather be a cat than do <laughs> so you can sleep all day, right? Have <laughs> no responsibilities. Well, you know. So, so what is what do you think reality is? Like, do you believe that reality, like, like to me, the best theory I can come up with for reality is that it's some type of manifestation of 
sacred sacred geometry. That, that, you know, that's about the best idea that I can come up with that makes sense to me. What do you think it is? Well, yeah, there's a lot of uh, geometry involved in the precipitation of uh, ether into matter. You know, it starts off with light and then sound, and then the sound creates the pattern, geometry, and then the geometry molds the form. It, it's part of part. It's the morphogenetic fields that, you know, kind of glue things together, right? Atoms become... Uh, atoms and molecules and so on and so forth and it just kind of collapses the wave structure because everything's really just energy into its particular form um so that's what reality is it's it's really just whatever it's it's whatever you make it um reality is malleable you know time and space it's all malleable uh it's it's real but yet it's not real it's an illusion you know it's really empty space but yet it is as, as tangible as me and you are talking right now so it's really how you learn. It, it's really about learning how to master this level. You know, everything is about mastering a certain dimension. Similar to video games. When you master one level, you graduate to the next level, right? And then every time you fail in one level, you have to do it over again until you complete it. Then you move on to the next. And each time you move up, it gets a little harder and harder, right? Well, it's apply that, but in reverse to, to, to our reality. The higher we are in dimensions, the easier it is. The lower we descend, the harder it becomes. <laughs> you know, it's the same. Well, that's that's a relief for me. <laughs> um. So, how do you know how many people are, like? Is there any difference between like say like like what you're doing, and say I interview somebody else who's like an Arcturian star seed versus a Lemurian star seed and things like that. Um, there's really no difference. Uh, ultimately, we all collapse into one unified consciousness at the highest levels of reality. You know, in that sense, you are you are a different expression of me. I am a different expression of you, mm-hmm. and Arcturian is a different expression of a Pleiadian. A Lemurian is a different expression of a Nocturian, and so on and so forth. Um, so it's all one and the same. It's just it's it's one. It's the the singular consciousness experiencing itself through different realities, different uh, levels, and in, in different in different bases. But it's all one and the same. You know, it's all one and the same. Can and and the higher we advance, the more. The more we see that 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 oneness, you know, everything's really one. The higher we go up in dimensions, we the the illusion of separation becomes to dissolve, begins to dissolve. Wow, that was a good answer. <laughs> um, do, do you think um, that there's okay? So 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 we have fifteen dimensions in this universe. Are there other universes? Well, it's it's the, the omniverse. And the omniverse. Mm-hmm. And that consists of multiverses. It's not just one universe. Um, the, well, our universe has 12 dimensions. But if you want to go higher into the realms of the super universe and the motherverse, then it goes all the way up to actually uh, now it is believed that there is a new uh, layer or structure in our cosmos that um, is giving us dimensions 16, 17, and 18. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Even even the cosmic mind is expand expanding through all of our individual experiences. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> is that part of like how it happens? The more the more we learn, the more we get enlightened, the more we grow consciously, automatically, the more the the, the universe as a whole also grows. Absolutely, because we're all interconnected. Uh, we're all part of one big consciousness, ocean of energy. Um, so in a way, you know, we do live in a particip- participatory universe where, believe it or not, our highest of selves, right, which is beyond our avatar, right? That's our higher self, our avatar. And then you have the oversell, the monad, and, and then the oversoul, which is everything. The oversoul is God, is, is what you are, the highest levels. Um, even that is, um, you could say, how can I say it? Where was I getting at here? Uh so we 
Oh, oh yeah. So living in a participatory universe is that at the highest levels of, of ourselves, at the level of the Oversoul, we help create this whole structure. We all participated in the creation of our 15-dimensional time matrix, which is the cosmic, the omniverse. Hmm. So there is, you know, we, we can't just say that there was, you know, that we're just uh, experiments in, in the creation of, uh, in a universe that was created by somebody else. No, no, we participated in the creation of, of what we're experiencing, in other words. Do you think that, that us as individual consciousness, or at least the illusion of an individual consciousness, has a chance of uniting, uniting with the single consciousness and then being able to go out and be its own independent entity after merging with the singularity do you know what i mean like do we after do we ever get an opportunity to become gods ourselves yes and that's when we reach the 12th dimension when we reach the 12th dimension we have an opportunity to uh become the consciousness of an entire universe while maintaining our individual memories of who we are as an individual throughout all of our levels of ascension. And, and, and then that's when we pretty much create, or as an extension of ourselves, we ex experience our own creations, our own universes, and we become creator gods. And that's what a creator god is. It is a, a, a being that has evolved to the level of 12th dimension, who has reached universal awareness, has reunited his individual consciousness with the mind of a universe, and when it does that, it's able to create its own universe. And that's what universes are. Universes are, are thought projections. Of course, that's the natural way of creating organic universes, right? It's a thought projection of a being who has reached the 12th dimension. Mm -hmm. Whereas other beings who are not qualified to create universes, they use technology. There is, of course, technologies, very high advanced technologies uh, that they use to create universes, similar to terraforming and stuff like that. So, so there's the... Why don't we just wipe out all our technology? Say that again? The easiest solution is just for, for us to stop using technology. Well, that's the ultimate goal in the natural ascension process. Yeah, in order to reach the 12th dimension, and which is pre-matter, pre-material realm, liquid light, you have to learn how to use your inner technology, your light body, your consciousness, in order to, as to ascend into the higher levels of reality. If you're dependent on the technology, you're going to hit a plateau. And that's the reason why many races out there have, have digressed because they have failed to use the inner technology and became dependent on external technology, which leads to eventually developing artificial intelligence because, you know, they want to continue evolving and reaching greater technological progression. And so that's why they develop AI. And then, of course, in, AI eventually destroys th that civilization and moves on to other worlds to consume other life forms. If we fail, are there beings from other in from other dimensions that will intervene to help us? Well, they already are. Yeah, right now this is the planet that is receiving all of the help from every level of reality, my friend. Even from the realms of eternity, from the realms of the central universe. We have the founders, known by many names, I call them the central race because they've always existed, that are actually intervening at this time because they understand how significant um, this planet is in the grand scheme of things. So, Wow. What is it that makes us so special? Well, we, we are a um, showcase planet, a cosmic living library containing, you know, the best um, you could say seedings and genetics from across many universes put into one spot, kind of like an intergalactic zoo of genetic information. <laughs> in other words. And so, you know, we're also going to be instrumental, our planet that is in the reseeding of new universes, new galaxies and new systems. Um, when we are restored back into the second harmonic universe dimensions, four, five, and six, all of the um, species all of the uh, genetic imprints that we have here right now are going to be used to populate all these universes eventually as we enter a new cycle. And not to mention um, 
we are a unique race. Like I said, we, we are also a very diverse race. You know, we carry um, genetics from across many universes that mm -hmm. were over time consolidated into us as the ultimate, as the, the masterpiece of this intergalactic genetic uh, aggregation of different types of galactic celestial human genomes put into one spot. So our potential is actually by far the most advanced. You know, that's why as we evolve in the future, we become the most powerful race, the most powerful race in the multiverse because of our gifts and our potential in having all this genetic potential within us. So we have the accumulated, you could say, we have the accumulated potential of millions upon millions of, of uh, Adamic celestial races from many universes, all contained within our own genetic coding. And that is something that has never been done before. So, wow. It seems like yeah. yet so many of us are asleep. Well, mm, you know, not everyone is. You know, there's a lot of people that are waking up. <laughs> but yeah, in a sense, unfortunately, the, the majority of humans are still asleep. Hmm. What is this keeping them asleep? The programming, the programming. you know, brainwashing. The, it seems like the those that we call normies, those that are still sleeping, are are actually under hypnotism. Believe it or not, you know, the elites of this world have have always known how to manipulate human consciousness from day one. You know, they just kind of hide that from us. And then, of course, with the development of organized religion, they keep our, our minds really numb and really just uh, at a very low level of understanding things, you know, keeping us in fear, keeping us dependent on authority um, and so on and so forth. So it's it's all it's all programming, you know, it's all the programming that keeps people in this kind of state of of um, being uh Asleep, that's the best word to say, asleep, you know. I was thinking about that today, actually, on my way home, about how, you know, we're taught as children, you know, from, from our parents and religions and schools about this is good and that is bad. And, we, you know, just we, I, took, we took, I took their word for it that this was reality and this is what would happen because they told me so. Mm. And... Yeah, you know, so so it, uh, I essentially let uh, uh, other people create my reality. You know, mm -hmm. news media create our reality. My parents created reality. Religions created the reality. And there's really nothing to back all that up. <laughs> that, that, and, and when people, you start saying to people, like, you know what? There's really nothing to back up all this stuff that we've been told. And they kind of like look at me, like, you know, really? What do you mean? <laughs> It's a weird, different perspective, but it's, but it's absolutely correct that that there are those two two perspectives. You know, you can't just look at it from that one way. I agree, <laughs> but it's a little shocking when you start looking at it from another point of view too. <laughs> Outside of that that box that we've been put into our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Yep, everyone is. Everyone, you know, from the day we're born, we're, we're kind of, uh, our, our consciousness is being molded. You know, we, we become uh, corrupt in a sense, you know, because we all start off as innocent as a child. You know, we're still connected to the inner universe. We still see things for what they are. And then all of a sudden, the indoctrination programs begin to set in. And that's when we, that's how they fix people's consciousness, right? That's how they keep everybody trapped in, in the matrix, you know, it's, it's that constant repetitive, you know, daily reminder of what we are, you know, in order to depend on a system. But we don't really need it. <laughs> oh, we don't. As we go into higher realities, we become self-governed. There is no government. Beyond the fifth dimension, my friend, there's only councils. Mm -hmm. And the council, similar to uh, the round table of King Arthur, it's just... A body of, of people coming together to discuss um, to discuss matters that will pertain to the greater benefit of humanity. Of course, um, we have spiritual councils, we have elders. We don't have like hierarchies like we see it here on this planet. We don't. 
that doesn't exist in the higher dimensions. You know, everything is a perfect democracy, which is what keeps the universe in balance. You know, um, even within the the organization of the interstellar galactic councils, you know, you have representatives from different systems, different worlds, uh, and they all have a say so in this inner interstellar alliance of worlds. They all have say so. That's why you have different councils. You have the Council of Nine, you know, which comes from Orion, right? That uh, began when the galactic humans of Orion were experiencing slavery for the first time millions of years ago. And so what did they do? They created a resistance, right? And then the resistance led to a straight-out war against the expanding Orion Empire, which later developed to the Council of Nine. Then you have the Council of Five now. And then from Sirius, you have the Council of Twelve. And, and, and these are all different councils representing different realities and different densities as well, you know. So it's 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 all about returning back to the council, you know, the council uh, of elders, you mm-hmm. know, where the most benevolent, wisest of souls are the ones making the decisions for those that are not as wise and as, are not as developed. And that's what keeps peace in the universe is the council of elders. That makes perfect sense, too. <laughs> Not our petty fighting over money and greed and stuff that doesn't even have any value. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's um, it's ridiculous down here in the third dimension. You know, when you ask most of the uh, interdimensional races out there, the Type Two civilizations, they're like, "Why are humans still using money? Like, come on, guys, you gotta evolve beyond that stuff." You know. <laughs> You, know, you shouldn't be paying to live on a planet. You shouldn't be paying for your resources, for electricity, for water. None of that stuff. Everything should be free, you know. But, again, you know, we were a backward planet. You know, we've been digressing since Atlantean times. And the beauty of all this is now that we are jumping back up. We're in a, you know, we're going to be ascending pretty soon. Hmm. Is there a timeline, a specific timeline? Or because time is sort of, doesn't really exist anyway. There isn't any. Exactly. Yeah, but there is a time frame, you know, between now and 20, I guess, according to Project Looking Glass, which is a technology that allows people to look into future scenarios and probabilities. Um, they say that all uh, what they call the, the multiverse, you know, different infinite versions of the Earth that are coexisting right now at the same time, believe it or not, the multiverse is real. You know, in, in a different alternative Earth, you know, you just you you're a truck driver, mm-hmm. I'm a, a taxi driver. You know, we're all kind of just living in a multiverse where we have all these infinite versions of ourselves living slightly different than, than this this reality. And so, according to the the looking glass technology, everything collapses by t- 2030. That's when they see the the new Earth splitting away from the old Earth. So, you know, we're we're there. You know, but then again, you know, because time is bendable, time is fluctuating in a sense due to the time wars that are taking place <laughs> both in the past and in the future, right? We're at the center. <laughs> um, things are always fluctuating, you know, so things could end up happening sooner than 2030. Hmm. Does it ever just all end? Well, when we're experiencing the outbreath of the cosmos, which is um, duality, polarity, contrast, uh, variety, diversity, um, it seems like we, we go through phases, the cycles of light, which corresponds to what we call golden ages, mm-hmm. when the forces of light are in, you know, they uh, are the council of elders, right? They bring that back. And then it goes back into the dark ages where the forces of darkness bring back the empire, the totalitarianism, the oligarchy, you know? So our, our, our entire existence goes through cycles like that as our oneness, as the cosmos expands, expands its different densities. But as we reverse that as we ascend back into oneness um there is no contrast there is no duality there is no um you know there's a certain level of reality where evil doesn't exist anymore and that's the sixth dimension and once we go into the sixth dimension it's because your soul accepted that you are intimately connected with everything else and therefore you you see yourself in every living thing and therefore you're going to live according to the laws of one and and that's when we just experience you know this beautiful euphoric uh celestial living you know as we continue to ascend and it gets better and better <laughs> and in a way though we're already there right 
Well, there's different versions of us that are already there. Yes. Because yeah. remember, we're, we're existing in the future. We're, we're still existing in, in Atlantean times, right? We're still whoever we were in Atlantis. So we're like our consciousness is divided. It's it's scattered through all these different timelines right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love thinking about that idea. It's mind-blowing that there's like all these different me's existing and all these other versions of me, which eventually just accomplishes that there's only one consciousness sharing all these different experiences. That's what it boils down to, which is what we said. What I said at the yeah. beginning of this was that, you know, there's only one cosmic singular consciousness expressing itself through as people, as planets, as, as animals, as, as elements, as galaxies, as, you know, as universes. Hmm. Fantastic. So I want to thank you for, for coming on today. But before we wrap oh, it you're up, welcome. where's the best place for my listeners to find you? On my website, ourcosmicorigin.com, you could access my book, Our Cosmic Origin, which reveals the galactic and cosmic history of the Earth. Um, what you do is you when you go to my website, ourcosmicorigin.com, I can give you the website link so you can mm -hmm. put it in the description. Um, you click on the A for Amazon and you're able to order my the new edition of my book, Our Cosmic Origin. Make sure it's the purple cover. That's the new updated version. And then um, you also have access to my YouTube channel. I'm constantly going live, you know, revealing new data and all of my other platforms as well awesome. under our cosmic origin, our cosmic origin .com, Yeah. Cool. I will definitely put the uh, links to my, to your website and those of this episode so my listeners can find you. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. Hope you'd like to come back again. I'd love to hear more about this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I probably have to be after this, uh, after November because I'm going to be going on a book tour in November to different states. All right. So. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for, for being on. And um, I don't even bother playing my outro anymore. That's pretty much it. Thank you. Welcome. And. Recording yeah, thank stopped. For, thank you for having me here. And also, 